The Lord be with you. Welcome to all of you on this Father's Day, a special welcome to all the fathers in our midst. Um, as a community of faith, we uh, are here today rejoicing with those who rejoice, but we also are praying with those who um, are filled with sorrow or mixed emotions today. Know that we are a community of faith that is with us in all different times of our life. So remember that today. Um, but we give thanks for our fathers, and we give thanks for other father figures. They're not always ones that we are related to by blood. Uh, those that we, that we see in person today, those that uh, are in other cities, and those that are now um, experiencing that eternal embrace with God. We are so grateful for those who are with us here in the sanctuary, and we are so grateful for those of you who are worshiping with us online. We want to know of all your presence. So those of you who are here, we have our connection cards, our blue connection cards back in the bulletin. Please let us know of your presence, guest and mem uh, member. And those of you online on our Sunday hub, we have a place now that you can click and, and fill out the same type of information so we know that you're with us. Um, I also want to give thanks for a wonderful Juneteenth community event yesterday. Special thank you outreach committee who partnered with Shorter Chapel and had a great booth at the event at Pinkerton where uh, people gathered and had conversations and were, had some refreshments from the heat. Um, so we're glad to be part of that and to, and to be partnering with Shorter Chapel in that event. Um, prayers for our youth and our adult participants today as they travel to Asheville for a week of serving God together. We ask for um, safe travels, but also just for them to experience God in the midst. Name tags. Betty's got her name tag on. We have new name tags with our new church logo. Many of you have them on. Please make an extra effort to wear them to show hospitality, help people to match names and faces. And if we somehow didn't print one for you, we have mistakes happen in those, that process, please let us know on the connection card or email Sarah Chang and we'll get that printed. And the last announcement, as I wanted to say, extend a little word, we, uh, 17 years, I think it is today, that Chris Joyner has been a part of our community faith, which means Kim has also been a part of our community faith, so we give thanks for that today. So now, let us continue to join hearts and minds as we worship God together.
Please stand as you are able. In the midst of large storms, God is there. In the darkness and terror, God is with us. Rise up, people of God, for you are loved. Let us pray. Mighty God, who speaks a word of peace to calm our troubled sea. Caring God, who nudges us away from fear and toward faith. Ever-present God, who fills us with awe. Open our eyes to see you in our boat today. Strengthen our hearts for the challenges that lie ahead. Open our ears to hear the word you speak. Draw us closer to you, O blessed Trinity, one God, forever and ever. If we say we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us from all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in humility and in faith, let us together tell the truth about ourselves and this world in which we live. Let us pray. 
God of love and power. We listen to these miracle stories in scripture and doubt that they could happen today. We look at the waves of distress, misery, distrust, and anger, and wonder how we can still those waves. We feel the pressures of power and fear flooding into our lives, threatening to drown us and wonder where you are and if you care about us. Forgive us for the littleness of our faith. Help us to place our trust in you. Help us to fix our eyes on you and on the ministries to which you have called us, so we can walk in faith, pointing others to you, the one who says, peace, be still. Friends, hear and trust the good news. Do not be afraid, for Christ is always with us, even and especially in the storms. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. In the name of Christ, we are all forgiven. Thanks be to God. you know I'm going to go ahead and read this book because I know that we have some children worshiping with us online and so um, I'm going to have a little seat and I'm going to let them and y'all can hear these words um, children I want you to think for a second about when you have been afraid and I'm wondering if you've ever been in a storm and if you ever were afraid when you were in a storm and today I have a book for you, and it's called A Scary Storm. And I want you to listen to it and think about um, God's and Jesus' uh, presence in the midst of it. So many people, so much to say. It makes Jesus tired. He needs time away. Jesus leaves with his friends. They drift out to sea. The night is as peaceful as peaceful can be. The waves are so gentle, the moon spreads its light, and Jesus looks ready to sleep through the night. But up comes a storm, it rolls over the sea, fierce thunder and lightning, waves big as can be. Jesus, wake up and save us, or surely we'll die. This storm is so scary, his frightened friends cry. Why are you frightened? Please trust me today. Then Jesus 
speaks to the wind, and the wind goes away. The waves become gentle, moonbeams cover the sea, the night feels as peaceful as peaceful can be. But the men in the boat are amazed at the sight. The winds and the waves obeyed Jesus tonight. And so I'm wondering um, if you noticed Jesus um, in the midst of the story and how Jesus took care of his disciples and that Jesus also takes care of you when it feels like there's a storm surrounding you. So I'm going to invite children at home and all of us here together to pray, joining me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us. Even in the scariest of storms. Even in the scariest of storms. Help us to feel your presence. Help us to feel your presence. Especially when we are afraid. Especially when we are afraid. Help us to follow you. Help us to follow you. Every day. Every day. Amen. Amen. Please pray with me. Speak to us, living God, as you have spoken to our ancestors through the breath of your spirit, through the life of your Son, so that we may live according to your word, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our scripture for today is from the book of Mark. It is chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41. Listen now for the word of God. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But as he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to the one and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's passage immediately follows the parables from last week. Jesus has been teaching to the crowd all day. Evening comes. He's exhausted. And he suggests that they go across the sea. Jesus gets in the boat and collapses from fatigue. Using a modern day expression, Jesus has been on all day. He has been fully present with each person he has encountered. He has pondered which miracle and which parables to teach that will meet the people where they are. 
He is tired and just wants to rest as they cross the sea. If we didn't already know the story, this would appear that Jesus and the disciples are setting out on an ordinary trip across the sea to get away from the crowd. But we know this is no ordinary story. While Jesus is sound asleep, a great windstorm suddenly emerges. Huge waves are crashing into the boat and filling it with water. The disciples, who are mostly seasoned fishermen, are frantically holding on for dear life. They know how best to bail water from a boat and maneuver the sails to keep from capsizing. But they also know to respect the wind and the rain and the sea. As a young teenager, I found myself on a jet ski in the middle of a lake as a storm emerged over the hill behind our lake house, which prevented any of those on shore from seeing its approach. Of course, that is the exact moment that the jet ski decides to break down. And my friend and I could see our cabin. We were still terrified of being stranded on the lake as the storm approached. And my storm experience on the water happened in the daylight, within the sight of my family. But as we learned from our Lesbos mission trip team a few years ago, refugees fleeing from Turkey to Greece do not have the confidence of family coming to rescue them when the deadly storms emerge in the middle of the Aegean Sea. Many of these refugee journeys occur in the darkness of the night, much like the disciples find themselves in today's story. Now remember, it is Jesus who suggested that they cross the sea. The disciples know Jesus is tired, so they have let him sleep as long as they can, but they just can't wait any longer. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? It's said that a good teacher answers a question with another question. So we shouldn't be surprised that Jesus doesn't simply answer their question. Instead of addressing the disciples upon awakening, Jesus rebukes the wind and addresses the sea with only three words, peace, be still. The wind immediately ceases upon Jesus' command, and there is a dead calm. Then out of this great calm, Jesus, the great teacher, responds to the disciples' question with his own question. Those of us who have raised children in this time of text messaging have probably explained to them how a verbal dialogue, preferably one face-to-face, is the best means of communication for an important conversation. Because you can hear the person's tone of voice and we can see their body language. Today's story is a conversation I wish I could have witnessed firsthand to know how Jesus delivered these questions. It's easy to read this passage and hear Jesus' questions like this. Why are you afraid? 
Have you still no faith? And this tone implies Jesus is frustrated with his disciples for being afraid and not having the same faith that he has. And this is how I have heard these questions for years. But this week, after deeper reflection, I have been hearing it differently. I picture Jesus, after stilling the storm, turning to his frightened disciples and saying, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? From what I know about Jesus, he's filled with love and compassion. He has witnessed the faith of his disciples growing as they have seen him healing all types of people and teaching to crowds through parables. So the word that stands out in Jesus' second question is the word still. Have you still no faith? Or using another translation, have you no faith yet? Think back for a moment to the verses that immediately precede this story, which we heard last week. Mark has just explained the use of parables, saying, he did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Jesus might have expected any of the, his other followers to be afraid, but these are his disciples. They are in his inner circle. They have been with him day and night, and they've watched him go off to pray by himself, and they've witnessed him healing and teaching, and he's explained to them what these parables mean in private. So we can understand why Jesus is perplexed as to why the disciples don't trust him enough to know that he will not let them perish. In the wisdom of Frederick Buechner, don't start looking in the Bible for the answers it gives. Start by listening for the questions it asks. There are many good questions offered in our text today, and each one of them invites us to be honest with ourselves. How often do we cry out to God saying, don't you care? Some good self-reflective follow-up questions might be, what's going on in our life when we most find ourselves asking this question? And what can this teach us about ourselves? And when we're afraid, it can be really good to ask ourselves why we are afraid. Naming our fear can be beneficial because while there are times when the answers are obvious, other times the source of the fear isn't revealed until we make space for that deeper reflection. When we take time to ask ourselves, ask ourselves have we still no faith? A good place to begin is with our understanding of the word faith in this question. Are we thinking of faith as a noun, like a destination that can be reached? 
or as a verb, like a journey which is always active and involved, evolving. Mark wants us to have the faith of others in his gospel, such as the friends of the paralytic man who remove part of a roof so they can lower their friends into Jesus' presence. Or the hemorrhaging woman who is healed simply by touching the hem of Jesus' cloak. Mark wants us to trust in Jesus before he heals. Mark wants us to trust in Jesus before he stills the storm. Mark wants us to have faith that precedes Jesus' miracles. When we have faith in Jesus prior to the storms of life, then we're able to discover the deep calm within us, even as the storm swirls around us. You see, miracles do not produce faith. Faith produces miracles. So let me be clear about something. This does not mean that only those with faith will be healed, but rather that faith does offer us the ability to recognize all types of miracles in our lives. I'm not saying that you or your loved one will experience whatever healing you need if only you have enough faith. In fact, I consider that to be one of the most hurtful beliefs or teachings. We do not, we all know people of deep faith who struggle from depression, who have cancer, who suffer from severe illness. The fact that they do not experience physical healing is not a reflection on their faith. Storms will come and trust in Jesus will not bring physical healing. But that same trust will allow us to recognize the peace and the presence of Christ within us, even as the storm swirls violently. And this faith will ultimately bring the complete eternal healing promised through the waters of baptism. We have the privilege of bringing all we already know with us as the lens through which we read the scriptures. But the disciples aren't privy to that whole story yet. They are still trying to understand who this Jesus of Nazareth is and what he has authority over. They already know that he can heal people, which means he has authority over humanity. But this is the first miracle in Mark where Jesus demonstrates authority over the natural world. This context, this context helps us to better understand why the disciples are filled with great awe and say to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Parables are about God, not about us. We talked about that last week. And miracles point to Jesus rather to those healed or the things calmed. 
The focus of today's passage isn't the storm or even that Jesus stilled it. The emphasis is on how Jesus is able to perform the miracles. The heart of this story is that he demonstrates authority over natural forces, which reveals further revelation on Jesus's identity. The extraordinary questions that we need to be asking ourselves from this story is who is this Jesus? And what does this miracle teach us about where his authority comes? Jesus does not abandon his disciples once they arrive safely on the shore following this great storm. As always, Jesus offers grace upon grace. The disciples, including each one of us, will fall short of fully trusting Jesus time and time again. And Jesus will respond each time with a compassionate, have you still no faith? Jesus may not be teaching through a parable today, but we do learn that the kingdom of God draws near each time we have eyes to recognize that even when the storms of life are not stilled, Jesus is in the boat with us. Christ is always with us. So yes, Jesus cares about the disciples. And they know this deep within because they continue to get into boats with Jesus even after their terrifying experience on the sea. God doesn't promise our journey of faith will be an easy one. We will experience storms that seem endless. But we, when we embrace our faith, we recognize that Christ's presence is right there in the midst of it. The peace of Christ does not come from an external source, but from within. The great calm we seek, no matter how intense the storm, can only come from the extraordinary love of Christ within us. The divine mark placed upon each of us. It is always there. We just need to have eyes and ears and hearts and minds to recognize it each day. So may we be open to God working through ordinary questions to reveal the extraordinary gift of being marked by Christ's love. Thanks be to God. Amen. maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
He ascendeth into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Let us go to God in prayer for our community, our nation, and our world. And today, especially we, on this World Refugee Day, we pray for refugees around the world. Let us pray. Loving God, you care for all your children. You know each one and hear each prayer. You know each house and see each need. Give peace and love to all who call upon you and receive us into the kingdom of your light. Lord, in your mercy, bless your church here and everywhere. Confirm your people in the faith of the gospel. Inspire them with love for your house, zeal in your service, and joy in the well-being of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, Bless the whole world with peace. Kindle in the hearts of all people the true love of peace. And guide with your wisdom the leaders of this and all other nations, that your kingdom may advance until the earth be filled with the knowledge of your love. Lord, in your mercy. You, O Lord, are a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. We pray for those who live day to day with personal insecurity due to violence. On this World Refugee Sunday, we grieve the loss of life and livelihoods, the many places where the combined impacts of human and natural disasters have caused abject poverty from which scores of people flee. We thank you today for our congregation's friends on the borderlands in Mexico and Greece and Lebanon, giving of themselves daily out of great love. And we remember the refugees who have been living here for years, working to rebuild their lives, trusting in this country to be a place where their families can thrive economically, socially, and spiritually. We thank you for the many refugees from Central America and South Sudan, worshiping in churches in the Presbytery of Middle Tennessee this very morning. Grant peace and relief, a strong sense of home, and the justice of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks for the opportunity as a church to celebrate Juneteenth with our black siblings in Franklin. Grant your church fresh resolve to call for and embrace freedom for all and help us to always be good neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Bless with your comfort all who are in trouble or pain. Heal those who are sick. Support those who are dying. Console those who mourn, supply the wants of those who are in need, and be near to those who 
how we name in silence. Lord, in your mercy, bless our homes that love and joy may dwell there. Bless all who are fathers this day and strengthen them to embrace their unique calling to gentle support, compassion, and the tender nurture of those you have entrusted to their care. Be with all who remember and grieve fathers today who are part of your greater light and bring comfort as a sign of your grace. Lord, in your mercy, Eternal God, you hold all souls in life. The dead as well as the living are in your care. We thank you for your people of every age and place and for those dear to our own hearts who kept the faith on earth and have entered into the joy of your heavenly presence. Today we remember also Bob Leslie, Ed Snyder, and Joe Henson on the anniversary of their deaths. Inspire us by their example, encourage us by their fellowship, and bring us with them at the last to glory everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. And we pray as he taught us boldly. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, the earth is the Lord's, and all who dwell in it, the world, and all who are a part of it. Everything we have, everything we are, is a gift from the loving and generous hands of God. Let us, therefore, out of a sense of generosity and gratitude, give ourselves. Let us give with joy. to the waves call to the Jesus whispers please be still come to our hearts is it an end in stillness Thank you. 
us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for your generosity and for inspiring our own. Use these gifts, O Lord, to strengthen the life of your church, both here and around the world, to encourage the ministries and missions to which you have called us. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go forth today knowing that you are marked with Christ's extraordinary love and live accordingly. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each of you today and always. Amen. Amen.